Hi, Danielle. Hi, Mel. How are you? Well, I'm looking forward to this tarot series and the card that we're going to explore. Very much so. You know, our card is number 17 and it's the star. So if you've been listening to our podcasts, you'll know that the last card that we spoke about in the major arcana is the tower. Mm -hmm. So now the star comes in for this renewed hope and faith, along with the sense that you feel truly blessed. It's kind of like the dust has cleared, right? You stand there and you realize how much you didn't need some of these things you once held on to so tightly. Yeah. So now you stand up renewed. And you have faith in yourself and possibly a higher power, depending on the tower moment, right? You have a little more hope about the future and what it can hold and, and the possibilities become a little more open for us. So, um, let's see, let's just get into some of the basics of the star card and then we'll kind of open it up from there. So the element you're working with is air. So think of the air element being we're receiving information. We are feeling a little more um, high. We feel that we can stand up a little taller. Um, The ruling planet is Uranus. And so as we know of Uranus, this is a very um, outliner, outlier type planet. This is a planet that we don't speak of a huge amount outside of jokes, of course. But when, you know, you're working with Uranus, you're working at the mystery, you're working at the, um, the higher realms, if you will, the, the things that you have to reach to get to seem to kind of open their doors up for open communication. When the star card comes towards you, this is a feminine energy. This is very much, you are standing in your own divine power and allowing things to come to you. Um, and the zodiac sign of this is the Aquarium, the Aquarius zodiac. So much like Uranus, it is very um, outlier energy. You know, I, I'm an Aquarius moon, so I can relate quite a bit to this. It's like the, the little weirdo, right? We're like the little, we don't quite fit in with the groups, yet we are very uh, humanitarian in the efforts of joining in society. So the star comes and it allows you to know how beautiful and wonder, wonderful your weird little self is, how much faith you should have in this level of understanding of who you are and, and why you're here. Um, okay, so there are some keywords I want to keep up to date, and those are going to be hope, faith, and purpose. And say you aren't quite ready to allow that tower moment to let go. And you're still holding on to a little bit. So then you'll be looking at the reversed meanings and those would be lack of faith, mm-hmm. despair and disconnection. So disconnection being that you don't feel connected to your home, your environment, your friends, your your religious, spiritual beliefs. You're not feeling connected to those things. So we do have to keep that in mind following through the towers. Sometimes the tower falls very difficultly. It's hard to, to rummage through. The dust doesn't seem to be clearing. You, you were pretty sure that this was a lifelong tower. And now you're having to truly pick up the pieces and you're not quite ready to reach this upright star position, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to ask yourself, am I picking up my own flaws with excessive harshness? Am I guilting myself? Am I shaming myself for the way things 
eventually fell down the way the tower crumbled? Or am I taking these pieces and, and deciding that I want to stand back up and, and have more of an energy of out with the old and in with the new and allowing yourself to move forward? It's okay if you're stuck in a reverse star. Sometimes the star card comes to tell us that we are important and we're just not ready to see that because we're still looking at the things we had to sacrifice and we're still looking at the things that we had to let go of. But when the star come star card does come your way, it is really time for you to acknowledge how wonderful you are, how a star in your own life you are, how everything that is unique about you, i.e. weird about you, are the things that you need to hold the dearest to you. As you were talking about the, the other side of the star, mm-hmm. um, it sort of reminded me of phrases like crisis of faith, crisis of confidence, hopelessness. So that philosophical idea of yeah. meaninglessness and hopelessness. And they're yeah. the kind of undercurrents of what people experience when, whether it's a lack of faith or they just feel disconnected. And they've certainly been talking about that a lot of the people in the last few years, some people had um, inspiration, ideas, wonderment, and acted on those um, as the star in its right position activates all the five senses and you channel in the divine inspiration Mm. and ideas and magic. And there were other people who went into that crisis of faith because of whatever the world looks like to them. And they disconnected and they had to work through, as a lot of people understanding in all communities, psychology and spirituality, are through the shadow self. So if that shadow self is weighing you down, as they talk about in the gene keys, you know, the shadow self is the bit that we need to really look at and experience. And it's not discarding and cutting off or uh, pushing down, which if we do that too much, we can end up feeling depressed. Yeah. Or we can end up feeling anxious because it comes up and we don't quite know what to do with it. And so that's a, again it's a natural part of the cycle and you can remain there for a while and I guess as I was listening to you and I was hearing both sides of what happens if you you know if it's upright and what happens if it's re- reversed and you have these almost polar experiences is often the mindset isn't it and this is what yeah. we talked about in every podcast is how do we view what's what we've experienced what language have we given to that? Have we attached that to similar experiences we've had in the past that have been wrapped in some negative pattern and cycle? And if so, is that come up because it's our last um, need to recognize that and clear that as we move like we do through the gene keys out of the yeah. shadow into the gift and the right. gift with the star is activating. Cause I was quite intrigued about actually the imagery of the card. Oh yeah. It's got the yeah. seven stars that relate to the seven chakras, which means when all your chakras are firing on all full cylinders and the, the senses are all firing on full s- cylinders, you get to a phase as, as you and I have discussed over the last few weeks where ideas and inspiration, everything comes from everywhere. Yeah, it does too. If you really are taking on this, as Mel's describing the star with your chakras activated and a clearing that's just happened, you really do. You come in and you're in this pivotal moment where ideas, creative ventures, excitement for life start to really make form in your mind. They're not just these fleeting thoughts. They actually begin to form themselves. And that, that moment of, can I? starts to become moment of, I can, 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we go back to, back to the beginning of that magician card, but you're no longer the magician. You are the star. You've learned all of the secrets of the trade and now you're here, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and you've allowed the sacrifices that need to happen, the letting go of the things that aren't serving you, be it through the higher power or through your own, um, your own conscious decisions. And now you're standing up right and saying, I deserve this. And one of the things that I love that Mel brought up right before we started is I had mentioned that I'm going to stick to some of this, um, the reverse star this time, which is typically outside of my, what I do. I usually stick to the upright position, but I've also been in the position of the reverse star enough time where letting go was hard. And Mel brought up, well, can't, you know, isn't it, isn't it just completely normal that you can both be happy and grieving at the same time? And so absolutely, right? Of course. And so I started, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, the duality of this. And so the star card can come with this duality of being both happy that your mm-hmm. life is taking this new turn and you are getting to, to be the star of your own show again. But at the same time, the grief of the losses that you've had the sadness that can come up, you know, the world is dual. You're going to feel both happiness and sadness. And I think we even had a podcast where we've talked about where I I have been in this moment where I was just in this pure joy, but I also had this intense sadness laying underneath it because there's still so much, um, you know, through through the years of life, all of these things, they tend to add up, you know, and there is so much sadness sometimes of things that have lost things that you wish could have happened the way they did. But that, that seems to out, uh, that get outweighed by all of the good that came from the choice of the letting go of. And so it just takes time for your emotional body to catch Mm -hmm. up to this knowing that you already have logically and spiritually. So allow that space and time to, to heal those places that you're still feeling sad inside of, even though you've know, you've logically worked your way through. So the star card, you know, as we're talking at the depiction on the original card is, you know, this, this person is coming into this beautiful moonlight and there's these stars all around and she's dipping into this flowing water and she's replenishing and she's dumping some of the water to feed the, you know, to, to the grass, meaning that you're both in and out of this world. You're both in the flow and fully grounded. And you're really learning through the major arcana, how to be both in the clouds, if you will, and fully planted on this ground with your root system intact. And the star card is really, I would say the first time that you step out and say, holy crap, I have done some massive work on myself. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. I'm patting myself on the back. I'm congratulating my storyline and and the part I've played and and we've been bringing this up a lot in the divine comedy. I the role that I'm taking is of strength and beauty and I'm able to manage that now whereas in the past you wouldn't have been able to do that. And through this journey through the major arcana, the star cards, the first one where you can really just look around and said, I've got my feet both firmly planted on the ground and my ideas are reaching into the atmosphere somewhere to where I can really pick up on some collective consciousness and see what it is that needs that that's need there's needs and what are those needs and maybe I can fulfill one of those needs for society or for my family or for my you know job title or whatever it is so 
Yeah. And I liked what you said, but I hadn't thought about it like that, where the magician, you know, has has done all the work and mastered uh, and done all the groundwork. Yeah. And it was reminding me we've both expanded in the last, you know, month or so, haven't we, in our ideas and, and what we're projecting maybe for the next few months in terms of the work that we're going to do together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that beautiful. moved from, didn't it, from uh, I can, can I to if I can I go can. East. Yeah. So this all started with you and I, Mel, around the hanged man. Obviously, we have been very much involved in this this flow of the major arcana. It's part of this lesson plan, is that we too are flowing within these lessons. And so around the hanged man, where we had to stand still and take a look, you know, around us, and then death comes right after that. And now you're turning water to wine with temperance. You know, now we're trying to figure out what it is. Now the devil comes to play. Is this what you, are you locked to your ideals? Are you too materialistic? And, and, you know, then <laughs> here comes the tower and everything is different. And, and as we're awakening back to the star card, we can't minimize the work we did to get to it. Yeah. And it shows us what was built on solid ground, doesn't it? Because yeah. you can't smash and pull apart what was solid. And if yeah. it's built on shaky foundations or as some people say, ego, or you're doing it for the wrong reasons, only for material and materialism isn't wrong and no. capitalism either. But if you're doing it for the reasons aren't aligned now, and I think that's what we're seeing more and more is people have to do things that are truly aligned with them. Then when you reach this point again, and I don't know about you, but you know, I've been through this cycle a few times where I've reached a point, but I think the difference is now is when you've been through the cycle a few times, you learn the lessons along the way, you learn your strengths, you learn what you need to know more about, you find out what you don't know. And that's, you know, what you do when you're doing research and then you culminate all that together and then the hanged man aspect of that is being in impatience uh being patient yeah. and wait and not waiting for things to happen but knowing on a higher level that the divine timing will operate when that time's operate and i mm. and interestingly I started to feel the stirrings just as we approached April and yet all winter it felt dormant. I couldn't see the, I couldn't see anything sprouting from the soil. We were, we were working on some things, but the moment that the spring came going yeah. with the seasons and, you know, the seeds have been planted and now I'll start. So, okay, which ones do you water? Cause that's the other element of the star. Yeah. You can have lots of ideas and lots of opportunities and you can be grounded well within your own experience insight uh capabilities but which ones are you going to water now so how do you then decide you know because you can end up with a garden full of flowers and a lot of gardening to do well i think what you're bringing up is something called the seven of cups and right. in the cup suit right and in the seven of cups you're spoiled for choice yeah but there's also a downside to that which is you become analysis paralysis and you're not yeah. sure what to choose and everything seems like a great idea which is why that's in one of the minor suits as opposed to the major arcana where major arcana is all about the massive shifts you're making these are the archetypes these are the things that like really change who you are as opposed to the the you know, these minor suits that come through to help you detail where you're at on it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So, um, again, what Mel was saying, you know, I had a few tower moments during this major arcana that we've been doing. And of course it felt right around the tower that we did. And the things that I was building up 
uh, without patience, the things I was building up without uh, further consideration, without diving deeper, without um, taking a role that I should have taken in the first place, those fell. And it was like a house of cards mm. because it fell and it was quick and there wasn't a lot of devastation. And it was just like, clearly I built this on a house of cards and I recognized mm. that. And instead of shaming or guilting myself, I just said, okay, adjusting. Right. And in that moment, I also had this realization that I didn't have to do anything right. Mm -hmm. Like I'm already doing so much. And, and I became okay with that. And I moved myself into the star position again. And I was sort of creating this new future for myself. And then Mel steps forward and says, Hey, by the way, I have this idea. And let me assure you guys, this is a, this is a killer idea that Mel's got. And, um, and we'll talk more about it. Um, you know, at the end of this podcast. And so, um, she comes forward to me with this and, and, and a tower moment happens again, but this time there's really no devastation and there's no cards. It's just, I notice a missing piece on my tower mm. and that piece is now going to get fulfilled right now that I know that there's not a tower moment with Mel and I, because we've worked through every tower moment, through every shift, through everything, through responsible conversation, communication, through understanding the depths of it. Um, you and I didn't have those type of tower moments, right? And so mm -hmm. our tower moments more came with what we would, I would call a shift, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe um, a storm came through and a shutter's missing. Well, I put the shutter back on and it's good, right? Then um, that would have been the max of ours. And so when we stand back up as the star card again, this isn't our first rodeo. This is not the first time my tower has fallen. It's not yeah. damn sure it's not the first time your tower has fallen, right? So now we've learned these lessons. And now when the tower falls, it's we we hold steady for the for the moment. But then we realize that inside of all of that rubble are there are many lessons and those lessons are shining like gold. And those are the mm -hmm. things that we really need to be picking up. And those are the things that really bring us to the star um, you know, major arcana card that we truly are deserving of. And, and for that, I can't express enough times that we don't have to be scared of things that we mm. can just go all in like the, like a child, you know, Mel has really worked with me on my inner child stuff. And, and what I've realized is the more curious you are like a child with a little bit more adult wisdom, the less silliness you're going to go into the mm. more uh research you'll do the more acknowledgement you're going to do the more you know um confidence you're going to have and uh, and allowing because you know who doesn't want to be as confident as a toddler mm. yeah I, I love the confidence of toddlers you know I just need to have a little adult wisdom behind that confidence I'll still run around in my diapers and a t-shirt on my head but maybe not outside <laughs> so mm. you know because I know that I can't do that my adult wisdom says so but we do have to have faith in ourselves and in some form of a higher, I don't like the word higher power because it feels hierarchical, but it's not meant to be. When I say a higher power, I mean a power that can oversee more than you can, that has the higher perspective, that can look at a situation. We call it our higher self. It doesn't make that self any better. It just makes that self more aware it has more of the eagle eye view so when i say higher power i just mean something with a higher view something that's able to take the whole thing in and allow yourself to have faith in both of those and that's really a question you should ask yourself because that can go either way do you mm. have faith or do you not have faith one is the upright card and one is the one in reversed 
-hmm. and neither one of them are wrong. It's just where you're at on your journey. So allow yourself to be honest and truthful. And then if it isn't that I don't have faith in myself, now start that list of things that you need to do to provide faith in yourself, enough courage to believe in yourself. Mel and I've talked about this. We know it can start slow. It can start with affirmations. It can start with motivational, um, you know, or inspirational uh, videos, memes, conversations, you know, therapy. There is a million ways for you to get yourself out of that rut and into mm. the star card. It's just a matter of, of saying, I, I might not know what I deserve, but I know I don't deserve this this guilt, this shame, this trauma. I don't deserve that. And that's enough to step you into a position to find out what you do deserve. Because part of going from can I to I can is the Mm. couple of things we've talked about in other podcasts, isn't it? Is when you start to do a review, but it's a realistic review. You know, if you have a timeline and you write every job you've ever had, what aspects of that job did you really enjoy and why? What did you learn from that job? So what skills and strengths do you bring with you? So what yeah. goes into your toolbox? And then what aspects of that didn't you enjoy? And then what? how have you changed in each of those stages? And so when you take gather all of that, you don't have to have blind faith. You have total faith in yourself that actually what I've got is a whole wealth of experiences and understanding. And I may not know where to put this yet, but what I can do is by holding that. We talk about gratitude. We talk about the power of language and internal dialogue is I can help people because I enjoy that you know it might be that that's the job that you're going to do or I love animals I want to walk animals and you don't have to go into the detail but when you change your language and start thinking about all of the attributes the review that you've done on yourself and as Danielle said earlier when if if there are moments where something's happened and you feel guilty or you feel angry well you're not meant to sit there because then that's self-flagellation and you know slightly narcissistic well, on a it, on a really negative level and it's stagnation yeah. nobody yeah. you want to smell stinky like stagnant water <laughs> nobody wants stinky energy right <laughs> it's true but what you were saying it actually reminded me of this um I don't watch TikToks, but I do watch reels. Yeah. I, I never downloaded TikTok. I already know I am weak. <laughs> I will spend hours <laughs> yeah. watching videos. So I won't download it. <laughs> yeah. But there was this man on TikTok and, and even though this is, it, it does correlate and he was talking, uh, this woman's like, where do we find men? And he was said, guys, you don't find the men you want going to the bar, doing this, doing this, you find men that you want by going to the places that if you were dating that man and he had a boy's night out where you would feel safe him being, Mm. where you would be okay with him going out with his boys. If you don't want a boyfriend that goes to the bar, why are you showing up at a bar? Mm. If you don't want a boyfriend that goes hunting, then why are you at the shooting range? If you don't, so start doing, putting yourself into positions that you want. Yeah. So you have to start thinking along the lines of the things that, that bring you joy, bring you consistency, bring you peace, whatever it is that you're chasing in that moment. These are the things I want. So I'm going to start aligning my position to being in those spaces. And then those, Mm. that motive, that motivation naturally starts coming your way, that inspiration of better thought that, okay, I am now, instead of surrounding myself with people who are so depressed and sad and negative speaking all the time, because it does rub off. I am mm. now going to, maybe I don't have other friends, 
So maybe I go and see a therapist or maybe I don't know how to make friends right now because I'm not sure what I'm worth. Well, there's YouTube videos everywhere about motivation, right? Mm -hmm. There's online courses everywhere about motivation. There's, there's written word and blogs, vlogs, you, it is in books everywhere. It's all about you deciding, you making a decision that, okay, this isn't working, but I don't know how to make it work. So I'm going to change scenery. And, you know, we have this tendency to think that we're this massive adult and we have nothing in common with toddlers, but we have everything in common with toddlers. And the reality is, is what do you do with the toddler when they're throwing a fit? You redirect their attention. You move them into a new space. You do things that cause that part of whatever they're thinking to shift into something new. So we become a toddler, allow yourself to go back to that toddlerhood and say, I'm throwing a fit about this. So let's redirect my attention. And it's really fascinating you say that because I remember learning this in a true experiential way when I took myself off to Italy and France, Um, because what I realized I was very stuck in a uh, in a cycle of thinking that I was going through at the time. And I we've talked about this before. I, I can tend to do that. It can be really positive and work for me or it can be disastrous and not yeah. work for me yeah. and I was really stuck in that thinking so I thought right I'm I'm gonna go away but I wasn't going away for that reason but while I was away what I realized is all of those things that were dominating my thinking started to ebb away because I was surrounded by lemon trees and olive groves and yeah. really nice food and the sea and new spaces and places back to that curious child who was on an adventure exploring yes. and I immersed myself in all of this because it was a novelty factor every day and I did it for a month and they say 30 days to change your life in research it's 30 days 60 days sometimes it's three months I think you know, I read somewhere like 62 days or something it's 21 yeah, days the jury sort of out on yeah, yeah. but it depends because you can do it on one aspect or you can do yeah. it on a whole big thing on it just depends thing. on all the other things yep. we talk about your astrology your nature everything but that whole experience of going because at the same time, my brain had to work hard because I didn't speak the language. So I had to find ways around something all the time. So I was totally focused on how do I how do I buy these apples in this fruit shop? How do I order the food? How do I get the train? And I remember being really anxious one day because I was going from Genoa to Rome and I didn't know how to use, you know, how to get a ticket in the in the train station. It's a different like language. That. It's very confusing. And yeah, and yeah. it's and the, so the whole and- thing is that collection of yeah. collection of experiences, but yeah. basically your brain was absorbed in that. So what happens is the neural pathways, yeah. they don't call your attention to the same degree that they, they unlock or they dissipate, they move away. The tough ones that remain are usually the deep ingrained patterns that we've yep. generated in childhood, but that uh, precisely that point. And so um, if you're in a funk, get up and move most people are saying now yeah. or, move, or move town and go away for the weekend yeah. or go away on a longer trip and see Guys, what you happens. don't even have to go to yeah. out of town you know I get it I have six kids three animals I <laughs> more than that until recently I I understand but there's this word that I have stuck to for years and it's called staycation yeah yeah one night in a hotel room will do wonders uh, for yeah, your I did that when role. my kids were small. <laughs> you have to. And I even remember like needing a staycation, not being able to find a babysitter. So instead I found a hotel 
with an indoor pool that I was in my price range. And we went and I just sat by the pool watching my kids play so hard that I knew they would be worn out early that <laughs> night. And then I could just, ah, uh, and do nothing. <laughs> and it really, it, the, the mental health and well being that is provided for just slight variations in your day-to-day yeah. schedule will be life-changing. It truly yeah. will. And, and for me, it's, I am, a, I'm a double air sign. I have to get my thoughts out. Mm. So Mel has become my person when those thoughts become, when the other things, when changing scenery, doing this, writing, whatever, it's not working for me. I do the SOS to Mel and I'll just have that <laughs> conversation because Mel is going to give me because again, I well, sometimes surrounding- it's just verbalizing, isn't it? You just yeah. saying what's in internal. Yeah. Because what happens is you get space between the words, your brain moves that out of the way and you're open and receptive now, rather than being stuck in a mental cycle. Stuck in that mental cycle. Yeah, yes, exactly. So, um, you know, and the other thing I wanted to bring up was you had talked about the star card really is this moment where you could say, I want to be. Mm. Okay. So now you stand up and say, I want to be now here's something that got scary for me inside of the star card. And that was, if I decided, then that's that. And that's where I yeah. have to be. Yeah. But the star card in no way, shape or form tells you that this is what you're picking. And going back to the curious child, we are here to experiment, mm. right? If we're here to, if, if you follow any form of nihilism, which is just the state of mind that says it does not matter. And then you get to decide if that's happy doesn't matter or the saddest thing ever doesn't matter. So say everything doesn't matter and you subscribe to nihilism, right? Okay, everything doesn't matter. Then why am I here? Oh, probably to explore. Probably yeah. just to go take some adventures. Probably just to say, is this what I want to do with my life, right? Is this how I want to spend the next X amount of years in my world living? Well, maybe for three months it is. Mm. Maybe for three months, maybe for three years, maybe for 10 years. At some point, it's okay to say, this is not satiating me anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're allowed to start a new cycle and you're not stuck in any one way with the star card. The star card is just here to say, you have so much potential, baby, you know? So. <laughs> and the other thought I had, because uh, this has been told to me a few times and I've, and I've tried it and, and I forget sometimes a, a lot of what I know, you know, um, but I remember when we were we were being taught on a neuro linguistic program um, how to how to focus on one thing for the week. So if you're in your day job, whatever that is, and you might not like that, and you're grumbling, and you don't like your colleagues, or you don't like the job, if you were doing a course of some sort, and say it was the NLP course, you could choose to decide. I'm going to find, I'm going to see how many people smile this week. I'm going to see how many are happy this week. I'm going to see how many people are wearing yellow t-shirts. I like that idea. It's yeah. like the, what is it? The Volkswagen Beetle, the slug bug thing. Like you keep yeah. your eyes open and then all of yeah. a sudden. And then see what comes in. To happen. Because the yeah. same process with the brain in a way starts to slip in rather than focusing on what you're not happy about. Or you could, in an LP, you look at language. So you go, you know, how many people use uh, kinesthetic language? I feel, I, you know, I feel this about this. How many use auditory language? Does that ring a bell? Does that press your button? You know, right. um, kind of key phrases. Or you can, I had a colleague once who, um, 
used to make up words and then use them in in her patterns of language you know she was talking to people and then she'd see how quickly it got round into the team meeting I do that too that's so funny <laughs> I literally come up with the most off the wall statements and then I just kind of wait and see if it starts getting brought into conversation yeah. I have one that's the, here's how you know it's ridiculous I literally have one that says did the pope shit in the woods <laughs> Does the Pope shit in the woods? <laughs> Why would anybody use that in speech? It's, and now I have friends that use it <laughs> and they had and bought it. It's the best. But, you know, what Mel is saying is true. It, it, it is spot on. You know, guys, you want to move yourself into the star mentality. It yeah. starts with these little things. There's not, nobody's telling you have to make big actions right away, but the smallest yeah. details used over a course of time are life-changing. They've changed yeah. my life. I, as fast as I like to move and as quick as I do come through my cycles of change, the small changes to my mundane, the day-to-day yeah. existence of my life has been what has, that has steered me into coming back to life, coming mm-hmm. back into this environment. Because, you know, you, close in. I was like a little flower, you know, I closed up for the day and, and that was that. And then now that I've been reopened that, you know, I think they use the butterfly the most, you know, now that I'm out of my cocoon and I have my wings and I'm back into this environment, you know, it's scary to, um, be the star because Mm. you're used to this old way of life. And now that I'm coming out fully bloomed into this star that I know I am of my own existence, right. It, I start to, I like to, you know, Mel and I like to do these, take, you know, take a hindsight rule, call it the Mm. hindsight. I like to look back and see what steps took. Right. And so I know that my steps were the, these little things, Mm. right. That started, and they would be silly. Like sometimes they seem counterintuitive. Like I stopped taking a shower every single day because I wasn't doing anything. And I felt like that was just something I didn't want to do. So I decided just to give myself freedom. Well, guess what? You know what that made me do? Be very diligent about my showering. (laughs) It had me be very diligent about my hygiene health. And now I have more time to do this because maybe I'm not taking a shower every day for something I haven't done. You know, if I laid in bed all day um, because I stay at home with a lot of kids. And so not every day is me out and about and, and, and allowing that to happen has then reversed what was this had to mentality. I have to, so you're kind of talking, yeah, you're kind of talking about those beliefs that you shone a light on during the tower moments. Yeah. Because part of that, uh, if people get stressed, depressed, anxious, can be the the beliefs that they've got about how they should be, how they should operate at home, how they should wear wear their clothes, dress, and what they should do. No matter what. Yeah. Yeah. If that's built on a foundation that isn't actually your core self, sometimes you have to go, right, I'm going to do it different. It's almost like wearing your clothes upside down, right? I'm going to see what it's like to wear my clothes upside down for a week or back to front. And then I'm going to decide how I want to reassemble myself. How I want to redo it. Exactly, guys. The whole point of the star is just you are the creator of your world. You are here yeah. to co-create this divine comedy and you are going to be an active member of it or you're going to be a sideline actor of your own starring role. And we're the, the universe is really trying to push you to being the star of your own play yeah. of your own life because we deserve this. We deserve to stand up tall and say, I love the life I'm choosing. I love these experiences that I'm having. And all it's doing is narrowing it down. 
there's nothing wrong with the, to subscribe to the belief of, I am going to learn everything I don't like, right? Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just like subscribing to the belief of everything you do like. That's pretty much our childhood to our mid twenties is discovering what we don't like. Because by our thirties as women, we're starting to say, well, I won't do that. I've already learned that. Right. And then you begin to discover the things that you do like. So allow yourself to play in every sense of the way and whatever, if it, if it feels counterintuitive, do it anyway, see what counterintuitive feels like, right? Mm -hmm. Let's, let's try that out. Maybe I don't need to be perfect. Maybe it's okay. If I do this, maybe if I choose to you know, whatever research, you know, I researched to get rid of my conditionings. Mm -hmm. I research facts. I research truth. That is really what's helped me from being a massively conditioned human, because I'm now choosing my conditioning. I'm now mm -hmm. choosing the things that I, I want to be conditioned by. And, and although I'm sure there's still very many unconscious things inside of me that I have, you know, to learn over the, this journey, the reality is, is being able to choose my conditioning has come has come from me researching facts, from me researching truth and knowing that it's not necessarily healthy for me to wash my hair every day or to even wash my skin. I have to have my own oils build up. Otherwise mm -hmm. I'm just washing skin that's gonna end up flaky, dry or whatever, because I have the type of skin I have, right? So I did my research to decondition myself. There's other ways of doing it. That's just the way that I found to be the most clear cut way from me cut, getting rid of conditioning that's happened from childhood. You're describing something interesting as well, um, because all of us in terms of our beliefs, values and experiences growing up in whatever situation we grew up in with our families and the messages that we received um, creates uh, a filter through which we perceive through. So they can be quite limiting because that's sometimes when we're trying to expand and we can't because we're still sat with those beliefs and values. So they limit our capacity to go and explore or grow because we have certain ideas about that. So what you're saying is when we start to deconstruct that or put that on the table and have a look at that belief and say, you know, do we really believe that? And am I, am I going to be like that? You don't have to make a decision straight away. First, you become aware of that and you, you become aware of how that impacts you but the moment you start to experiment what it does is it opens up your peripheral vision almost yeah. and I and every time yeah. you're talking about the star it feels like on a human level your whole energy field is expanding and your peripheral vision can expand and what that means is you are now more receptive and available for some of the obscure things to come through that may never yeah. have come through well because had, she's naked because you've she's got yeah, she's yeah, vulnerable she's and now. she's there and she's, yeah. yeah. And I think, um, you know, I don't know how many anime fans are going to be on here. My daughter's really into anime, which has brought me into some of the, anime is actually beautiful for spirituality. It really is. It's kind of crazy. Um, and they've got a girl named Sailor Moon and in her purest form, Sailor Moon is nude and she oh. looks just like the star card. She's surrounded with light and stars and beauty. And it's just like, in her highest form, mm. being the star, you are completely stripped bare of your conditioning, of your choices that maybe you didn't love in the past. You are stripped bare of it so that you can now enter into this new phase of life, into this new phase of your journey. Like a child, if you come into this world naked, 
right? The, the you know, newborns to me are probably the most aware of everything. They just can't, they haven't grounded. Senses are switched on. And also yeah. the moment you put clothes on, you're forming an identity because your clothes say identity. something about the persona that you've now put on. Yeah. See, you yeah. know, see, she knows. I love, <laughs> I love me some Mel. No, I have to explain it. Um, but yeah, so um, with that being said, when you enter the star card, it really is all about faith and belief. And if you cannot believe in yourself, find ways to getting to that point. If you don't have faith in the, the anything like that's beyond you, that's okay too. People live very full lives, says atheists. Mm-hmm. I just know the psychology of mm-hmm. having faith and why having faith is important. It does not mean that you have to have faith in anything but yourself. And as long faith as you hope, yeah, yeah, faith and hope. And those two yeah. really do go hand in hand. Yeah. So when the star card comes, if it comes upright, great work guys. And if the star comes um, in a reverse form, just know that it's all it's trying to tell you. It's not telling you you're negative or you're not doing something right. It's just telling you that you're just not seeing yourself through the rose colored lenses that you deserve to put on yourself the way you do everybody else and allow that to happen. Um, did you have anything more on the star card? No, I just slipped into a moment there. Of, <laughs> it just reminded me when I was in Ibiza once and um, I was watching the Flower Power Parade. And when you oh, said um, the rose-coloured glasses, you know, with the with the Afro hair and the really yep. wild and vibrant outfits, and, uh, and it was the Flower Power Movement. And I think there's something this year about bringing that element of the 60s wild free spirit back it really does feel that way doesn't it yeah it really does like it's it's all about self and and pushing through and it's less about this um i've noticed that uh how do i put this the new age is transforming from releasing the ego because we're starting to realize that the ego is literally you in this material form and Mm. moving it into transcendence of um, your limitations. It's all about transcendence of self now and not transcendence of the ego. And, And so, yeah, that is very hippie Woodstock flower power movement that, you know, we so need in this world right now is it'll be nice having that hippie vibe back right? To, yeah. because it's kind of a calmer, it's a soother. It's a, it's a yeah. middle ground, if you will. It's fun. The- it's free. It's expansive. It's vibrant. And also what we're learning, especially when you've meditated for a while, your body releases chemicals that, that you don't have to pay for on the street, you know? So this is the other aspect of working on yourself is actually, you can feel, you can feel ecstatic, ecstatic, excited, joyous, and um, all of those different feelings uh, without moving from without- your uh, armchair. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's funny because, um, as a, a person that went on a psychedelic journey, I, I, I fully profess my psychonaut and I, I am a firm believer in the psychedelic journey. It really did help in some of the getting through things that I otherwise couldn't have. Um, but on the other side of that, I don't need it anymore. Right now, if I do take any psychedelics, it's because I want to, there's um, health benefits to it. You know, like the studies that they're doing on, um, you know, magic mushrooms, there's a lot of health benefits, Mm long-term health benefits to it. They're looking at the impacts on the depression and the depression and anxiety. And so if I want to keep serotonin and dopamine levels up, I need to find an, um, what is it called? A antagonist, the ones that attach anyways, but they found out that psychedelics actually fit better 
inside of that than actual serotonin does. So, you know, it's kind of crazy how that works, but as Mel said, I don't find the need to go explore like that anymore because I'm already happy and it's satiated within and I have joyous moments and, and childlike laughter that I could once only get through some form of mental stimulation on an outside resource. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's the outcome of the hard work and the steps that somebody takes on a journey and, and everybody has a different way of uh, experiencing that journey. But when you talk to people that have been on that journey, you'll start to see similar themes coming through that, you know, crises, disconnection, lack of hope, lack of faith, um, all of those different elements. And then the the struggles through all the family dynamics and the inner world and the experiences that have happened to you as a child, but the, the payoff and I, I'm surprised sometimes that I can say this actually, because we've both talked about the experiences we've had in the past with chronic fatigue, with illnesses, with, with low mood, uh, all of those different things, but the payoff, it can be astounding. And yeah. when you are lining up with your innate strengths, skills, attributes, and you're lining up in a profession or in your family life, or you've eased out and unraveled some of the icky sticky stuff that goes on, the quality and depth of relationships and uh, experiences that you can start to have sometimes are, are incomprehensible. And I think that's what sometimes stops people from even taking the first step because there's doubts there. And what we're saying is, no, there's always a first step. Get your team around you, get your positive team around you, yeah. get, get, get any of those skills uh, and um activities and 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 take that one step because if you're not right. in that star space or if you've been there because that's the other aspect with emotion to you know feelings are transient and we will yeah. go through an array of different experiences and if we seek to only have the high as in exhilaration and joy then we're just chasing the same dragon that you know people it's on just the a different kind of drug yeah you know, you're just chasing yeah. a different kind of high yeah and, but you, you can know, maintain it more can't you yeah you can yeah You know, and the beauty of what you just said about the unknown and not being sure of is tune in next week because the moon card is our next major arcana. Uh, And it's all about like the whole point is it's not telling you to get off the path. It's just saying, get comfortable with not knowing where that path leads. Right. Right. And so before we, (laughs) before we um, close this up, wrap this up, I did want to give you your tarot spread. Um, okay. So this is going to be six questions. Okay. I'm going to say the baseline and then expand on it. So the first one is the wound. What is hurting? Second one is guidance. How can I support my healing? Um, number three is grounding. What makes me feel safe and secure? The fourth one is inspiration. Something that gives me hope. Five, a blessing. What in my life is a blessing? Because sometimes after the tower falls, the last thing we think about is all the blessings. Yeah. Uh, The six, the six and finals wish. And what are my aspirations? Now, I did want to um, make sure that you guys know about our Facebook page. It's Mel and Danielle. 
along with please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are a growing community and would love to see this community grow. And last but not least, I did kind of a little bit of a teaser and this is just not going to be all full in, but Mel and I are currently working on a workshop. And this workshop is all about breaking free and what it is that you need to do to break free and what happens once you've broken free. And it's very exciting for us because one thing that we have noted throughout both of our journeys is we have a lot of information about the beginning and we have a lot of information about the end, but we don't have a lot of information about the steps while you're doing this journey. And so why not fill those spaces? Because those really were the big questions. And although we are here to create this journey for self, having a little information on the side could not hurt. So, but with that being said, Mel, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I've become the star that, you know, you are, you are deserving. It's not an easy journey, but it is a worthy journey. And that's our wish for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Thank you, Danielle. Look forward to the next card. Woo! (laughs) 